Tangle is the only UK listed business to be a leader in the field of liquid biopsy for personalised cancer treatment. It's listed on AIM, where as of May 2022, it had a market cap of £321 million. May 2022 is when the company released an awful lot of good news. I'm delighted to be joined by the founder and the chief executive, Andrew Newland. So Andrew, let me take you back because when you founded the company way back in 1994, what was its purpose? What were you hoping to achieve? Uh, so I founded the company um, having previously founded a business for KPMG. Um, <clears throat> I founded the first ever high technology practice for one of the uh, big accounting consulting firms, which was the focus on uh, providing services to the high technology industry. Um, everything from IT electronics all the way through to life sciences. Um, and then I founded for KPMG a specialist consulting practice uh, involved in uh, commercializing intellectual property. So this was basically identifying and then working out ways to make money from um, in, patented, mainly patented intellectual properties um, and uh, working with large corporates or um, government research labs, etc., who had done research but didn't really know how to turn their research into something useful. Um, and it happened that um, that, that, uh, that business that I, I founded for KPMG was quite successful, but I realised that there was a major limiting factor. And the, the limiting factor was that... Um, uh, the, those kinds of situations can't really pay large professional services fees, uh, and a, a far better model would be an equity-based approach. Um, and in the course of uh, uh, commercialization, um, I also identified that there was a, a major, major opportunity to form new companies based on high-quality uh, intellectual property, um, but dealing with a particular gap and that gap is the uh, availability of high quality commercial management from the immediate um, uh, startup point all the way through to, um, you know, sort of successful commercialization. So I founded Angle with the objective of establishing one or more uh, world class um, companies based on intellectual property. And so it was set up as a vehicle to achieve that. Um, we ran for the first five years a uh, specialist consulting business, uh, doing the same thing that I have been doing at KPMG, but advising um, owners of intellectual property, big government labs, um, big corporates, et cetera, how to commercialise their technology. Um, and then we set up, after five years, uh, we set up a management services business where we um, rather than just advising on commercialization, we ran long-term management contracts to uh, achieve that, including um, running major incubators, establishing science and technology parks, research parks, um, as well as a number of other programs embedded in uh, major government research labs. So all that work um, was undertaken in order to build up competence and the management team within Angle um, and uh, to amass enough funding um, self-generated funding from the profits of the uh, consulting and management businesses so that we could pursue our ultimate aim, which was the foundation of new, uh, a number of different um, technology-based companies which were owned and operated by Angle. And so we did that and um, we had some great successes. We did the first ever spin-out of the Defence Science and Technology Laboratory, for example, at Port and Down. It's a company called Acolyte Biomedica. 
Um, and then over time that um, emerged and we, uh, we listed Angle in 2004, uh, used the funding for the first four companies that we'd established. And uh, these were um, early stage companies. And we developed some other companies. In 2006, we did another fundraise um, and set up some more. And one of them was uh, called Parsortics Inc., um, which was uh, in the United States in Philadelphia. So here we are in 2022. So what is the company doing now? Yeah, so um, we got to a point where we had a um, two real standout companies. Um, there was Parsortics Inc. and then there was another one called Geomerics uh, Limited. And Geomerics was a commercialization of, uh, this, is, uh, this is quite an interesting one, it was commercialization of um, some technology developed by astrophysicists at Cambridge University. And we acquired that intellectual property and we reconfigured it for the use in uh, computer games to improve the lighting and the visual display and the speed of reaction of computer games. Now was highly successful and we raised funding into that business, um, which was majority owned by Angle. We raised funding um, from amongst others, uh, some, some VC funders, but also um, NVIDIA uh, invested as a corporate investor. Um, and anyway, we got these two businesses and we assessed uh, Geomerics and uh, Parsortics. And we decided, having looked at the Parsortics with the, um, uh, the development of the cancer application uh, to get hold of cancer cells from blood, that this was the one company indeed that I'd been looking for for my entire career. Um, the other one, Geomerics, was also an extremely good company. But the thing about Parsortics is, it has the potential to change many people's um, lives for the better in terms of cancer patients. And commercially, it was a standout opportunity because the amount of capital needed and the time needed to develop um, the Parsortics uh, business is analogous to software company. And yet the returns are like multiple blockbuster uh, pharmaceutical drugs. So it was a very unusual risk return uh, position as well as being an opportunity to make a difference in the world um, in treating cancer. So we decided um, to focus entirely on parsortics. So about 10 plus years ago, um, we sold Geomerics. Um, and uh, actually, interestingly, we sold it to ARM. And um, I think that's how NVIDIA first got interested in, in ARM semiconductors, uh, because they were a shareholder and we sold uh, Geomerics into, uh, into ARM semiconductors. We took all the money from that sale and we ploughed it back into the development of Parsortics and our consulting and management businesses that I told you about, which have been profitable every single year since um, we'd founded the business and had ploughed back a lot of cash, which we poured into um, the development of Parsortics and the other companies. Um, we, we sold uh, those or actually passed some of them on to their management, et cetera. So probably for nearly 10 years now, we've been exclusively focused on Parsortics. And so um, it's, a, it's a kind of a Japanese approach. Uh, as you said, I, I've been doing this for quite a long time, but we had a very, very clear vision um, from day one um, that we built an infrastructure would enable us to develop and own a, a really outstanding intellectual property backed business. And that's what we've done with Parsortics. Okay, so you're not a medical man though, Andrew. I mean, I'm wondering if you knew what you were doing or have you surrounded yourself with the most amazing people within the industry? Uh, well, I've done, definitely done the latter, but um, I think um, most entrepreneurs tend to believe that, um, uh, that challenges are there to be solved. Um, and I certainly do. 
Um, I do actually have an engineering science background from Cambridge, and uh, that was my first uh, sort of technical background. I'm also um, qualified financially. I'm a um, chartered accountant as well. But my interest has always been the overlap um, and the interaction between um, technology, intellectual property and business, co uh, commercial and finance, etc. And I like to think that I've been um, for the last probably more than 30 years um, bilingual in both languages. Um, as it happens, uh, we're solving um, an enormously challenging and important medical question, but we are actually using a relatively simple engineering microfluidic solution to that problem. So um, uh, the, the core of our, uh, our offering is more, um, more engineering, I would say, than, uh, than actual um, medical side. But over the last 10 to 15 years, I've had the, the very good um, fortune to meet and talk to the world's leading researchers in liquid biopsy. Um, and so in this very tight space, I probably know more than most people on the planet um, about liquid biopsy and about exactly what is going on, uh, because I've always spent a tremendous amount of effort to understand exactly what the science is um, and, and the mechanics of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, I don't think it's sufficient to focus on the commercial side. I've never just believed in that. I think the finance and the commercial side follows when you fully understand what the problem is that you're trying to solve and how the solution can achieve that. So you're telling me that you know the, the market. So what is the immediate addressable market for parsotics? Um, the, 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 I suppose the trick in your question is the word immediate. Um, so as we know from the fact that it's taken us six and a half years to get the uh, FDA clearance announced last week, um, this is a very long-term endeavour, um, and so immediate is not a word that necessarily aligns with um, our objectives, but the, into, it, it, the literal answer to your question is the immediate return is in pharma services. So cancer drug um, trials can utilise the parsotic system, um, and we can offer longitudinal monitoring to patients in trials, which cannot be done any other way. So instead of... Um, simply monitoring overall survival and progression-free survival for patients on drugs. It's now possible using parsortics to assess the cancer um, situation in the patient's bloodstream and then uh, monitor that over time um, at multiple time points so you can see the progression. So that, that's a, a business that we launched last year. It's going extremely well. We've got five customers and I must say we've already started to get new inbound uh, customer inquiries since we had the FDA clearance. So I think in the, um, rather than the media, if you, if you say in the near term, the next couple of years, I think our large scale revenues will come from pharma services. But if you go a bit further out, medium term, longer term, um, this technology genuinely has the potential to benefit cancer patients, both in terms of early diagnosis uh, of high, high risk patients and in uh, crucially, in fact, in treatment decisions for treating patients for every cancer type worldwide. Uh, so it's a huge opportunity uh, to achieve that. We're going to build out from the pharma, pharma services business. We're going to be building out laboratory developed tests, which Angle offers from its own labs via specific clinical groups, uh, such as the Solaris one that we announced this week for prostate cancer. And we're going to build it out uh, by partnerships with large scale med tech companies, um, such as the discussions we're having with Abbott um, in relation to her too um, in breast cancer. So, and we're going to progressively spread out into multiple other 
cancer types and partner with as many large companies as we possibly can to, to get this uh, technology out. I, I believe it will be um, probably decades more um, before we get to the, the, the full realization of the potential. And this technology is uh, patent protected up to 2034, but we're, we're lodging new patents all the time when we, we come up with new discoveries. And of course, it's protected now with the FDA clearance, et cetera. So um, the ultimate uh, growth of this is all, almost unbounded uh, because it completely changes the way that you can look at cancer. Everything can be personalized. Uh, the patient can have repeat biopsies just as simple as having, well, it is just a blood draw and then get cancer cells out. So that means um, that numerous different ways and approaches to treating cancer can be developed very easily, relatively low cost. Um, and it's been estimated by third parties that the, U the US market uh, that we're focused on is 100 billion US dollars per annum uh, that Angle could address. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be well past my sell-by date. Um, we'll still be developing this business. Okay, because I was going to ask you what the um, what the, the, the ultimate outcome is, because as with many companies in the sector, you are loss making, but you do generate revenues. So is the intention to make a profit or sell the company? Because the way that you're talking, there's lots of blue sky thinking and as though Angle's going to go on in perpetuity. Uh, we already make sales and our sales are, um, are profitable and they're cash generative. They have a gross margin of 75%. Uh, the, the, we, the reason um, that we will be loss making is if we continue substantial investment in um, the growth of the business and uh, developing new products and clinical studies to bring those to market. And that is a balance that we can play. So if we chose to, um, we could we could constrain uh, the speed of development and we could focus in on the revenues that are now beginning to build quite strongly in the pharma services business, which is a highly profitable business. Um, so it's really a matter of balance and choice as to how far and how fast that we want to go. Your question, however, was about exit. Um, exit is not something that I ever think about, um, but I don't intend to be working for the rest of my life, obviously. Um, what, what I think is more important is to focus on the objective, uh, which is to benefit uh, patients uh, as widely as possible. It's a very high margin business. So um, as we get the technology, and so, for example, even now in early stage um, research use, we're posting greater than 75% gross margins on sales. Um, the, um, uh, the clinical sales and the pharma sales are probably three or four times higher uh, in terms of sales value uh, at the same cost level. So the margins are much better. There's, there's, very, there's absolutely no question that if we get anywhere near to achieving uh, even part of our objectives in getting this system used, that there'll be large, large amounts of um, cash generation going on. So that, that part's not an issue. Um, <clears throat> the bigger question is, how does a small British company um, manage to change the world in, in cancer? Um, and that will require us to grow and we will need access to greater levels of resource uh, than we currently have much greater levels of resource. And the obvious ways that can come is via um, uh, revenue generation through our pharma services contracts. And they will inevitably drag us, by the way, to obviously willingly towards becoming uh, companion diagnostics. 
And at that point, so that's the parasitic system not just being used to enhance the clinical trial, uh, but being used to de uh, determine which patients might respond to drugs and which might not. That's what I mean by companion diagnostic. There's a critical need for that because patients generally only about one in five respond uh, to a particular drug. And who are the one in five is the question. That's what a companion diagnostic can do. Pharma company increasingly will need these companion diagnostics. So they will um, fund the development. Um, so we will be paid all the way up th throughout that process. And, and once we get a companion diagnostic in the market, they will be responsible for the sales and distribution of those um, there's diagnostics in order to sell their drugs. So that's one way of scaling um, quite, hard, uh, quite fast, um, but with other people um, supporting it and driving it and funding it critically. The other, um, of two other obvious ways, um, uh, the first one is medical technology companies. So there are very many large scale med tech companies who sell product uh, for analyzing cancer cells. They are currently limited to analyzing cancer cells from tissue biopsy, which means they can only do their test once per patient. The patient condition changes and they need, the doctors want it repeated, but it can't be repeated because they can't access cancer cells. So each one of those uh, medical technology companies can benefit from partnering with us and uh, putting parasitics at the front end of their downstream technology. These large companies have got sales and distribution channel and a lot of resources. So, we're anticipating that they will fund the development of these new applications and their, their distribution channel um, will be the best way to go to market for that. The third one is that there are many large uh, clinical laboratories who offer tests uh, for treating patients and they don't have access to um, technologies to access um, circulating tumor cells, which give the complete, the best sample, the complete picture of the cancer. So those um, organizations can also partner with us and. Uh, and take product to market. So what we're seeking to do is to harness the whole industry. We're trying to get the industry a new methodology, a new approach, and let them all run with it. So those are all ways that um, things can be developed by third parties to achieve our ultimate aim. An alternative, of course, is for Angle itself, um, or maybe not, not a, um, in parallel, uh, for Angle itself to grow. And uh, that would require us to um, uh, to generate additional investment and have uh, additional resources on our own balance sheet. And in your words, to be even more loss-making. In other words, we'd be doing the development uh, heavy lifting ourselves. But our preferred aim is to do um, heavy lifting to get uh, to where we are now, which is a huge achievement with the first, world's first FDA clearance. And by the way, nobody else has, no other companies even started that process. And it took us six and a half years. And I can assure you, it's beyond challenging. Uh, it was technically unbelievably challenging and also commercially as well. So um, we're in a strong position and there's multiple different routes to, um, uh, to a successful outcome. We don't have to decide now exactly which way we're going to go in terms of those different alternatives. But you're talking about funding. So at this stage of the company's development, what type of investor are you looking for? It is quite important that... Um, any investors that join us um, understand what we're trying to achieve. Um, we're not trying to make a, 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 a bit of money really quickly and then sell up. It's, that's just, we're not interested in that. And we're not really interested in investors who want to think like that. In fact, I made a point of thanking um, uh, investors generally, and I've thanked a number of them specifically for their support over six and a half years uh, during our process to get FDA clearance. 
because it's not been an easy road for our investors. Um, the stock market can be a bit short term in, in nature and we are a long term business. So we welcome um, investors uh, and we, we really want investors who understand that our aim is to make a difference and improve cancer outcomes um, and recognize that this is a, a sustained effort over a, a significant period of time for us to be successful. So we, we, we want investors who believe in that um, and want to be part of it. And we will welcome those investors and we provide as much communication and support as we can back to the investors. What we don't want, as I said, is, is day traders and, uh, and hedge funds and stuff try, trying to make a bit of a turn. That's just not what we're about at all. So you created the business way back in 1994. It's been a slog. It's been a, an awful lot of fun. But you, Andrew, what's in it for you? Uh, well, I'm, I, I don't think everyone can say this, but I am a very, very lucky person um, because I have happened onto uh, a situation where I can make a difference. Um, to an extent, you know, when we work, we spend a lot of our energy and time, in my case, almost all my energy and time. I've got a lovely family as well. That's where the other part of my energy goes. But um, I spend all my energy and time doing something and I want it to be useful. Um, there's, I, I don't, I'm not doing this to make any money. I've got, an, I've got a nice house, I've got a lovely wife, some great children. Um, you know, I don't really need a lot more money. I want to make loads of money, but only because it's a byproduct of the success of the business. What I do want to do is to improve the outcome of cancer patients um, around the world. And we truly can do that. Uh, we now offer an ability for their cancer to be assessed from a blood sample. Um, that's not been there before. Um, you know, there are many billion dollar companies in the United States that focus on liquid biopsy, uh, but they focus on fragments of dead cells and that's a retrospective analyte and it can provide some DNA information. We get living cancer cells from the bloodstream that are spreading the disease. 90% of patients who die of cancer die from the metastatic spread of their disease. These cancer cells are absolutely the best possible sample for analysis. So now we have already got to the point where clinical labs around the world can start to use an FDA cleared platform to develop uses. And I would, if there's anybody listening to this who, who's thinking about this, I would strongly urge you to focus your research and translational efforts on utilizing an FDA cleared platform with intact living cancer cells and please, develop methodologies to improve outcomes for breast cancer patients with this system. Andrew, I've been interviewing you since 2014. You never fail to impress. And in this interview, I feel as though I've learned more about you than I have done in the previous eight years. I look forward to the next eight years. Thank you very, very, very much for your time and really good luck and well done on the FDA clearance, which caused a lot of pain, but it would be worth it. Andrew Newland, Chief Executive and Founder of Angle. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much, Sarah.